So this morning, uh, I'm going to start in a place that's kind of heavy, uh, and my hope is that uh, we'll we'll end in a place that's hopeful. Um, but just something that I want to share with you all this morning, something personal that that connects with sort of where we are uh, today. Uh, as I was praying about and, and reflecting on what to talk about today, uh, my mind went to my grandfather. Uh, many of you may know that a few months ago, my family experienced the loss of my granddad. He was my last grandparent. He was uh, 90 years old, had lived a great, wonderful, full, long life, and, and yet the grief was, was very real uh, for us and for me. Uh, he was he was one of my heroes, and uh, being a, a pastor, I had the painful privilege of officiating his his funeral, his service of, of life and and resurrection. And uh, many of you came and or or called or emailed or texted or sent cards and, and letters with your condolences and prayers. And I want you to know how much that meant uh, to me and my family to have the, the the love and support of our our fellowship family. Um, but but I definitely needed needed them. It was it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do, and, and yet it ended up being one of the most healing things that I could have done, uh, because uh, in preparing for my my sermon, preparing for that service, it caused me to reflect on his life from the perspective of my faith. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us that that Christians, that followers of Christ, that that we grieve like everyone else does, right? But but, but not like everyone else does. The Bible says we grieve, but not like those without hope, right? And so the difference is the, the gift of eternal life that's, that's ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It gives us this hope that fills our hearts with, with gratitude, even in the midst of our grief. Sometimes, especially in the midst of our grief. You know, God's word says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, those that are crushed in, in spirit, and, and that is definitely true. As I reflected on my granddad's life from the perspective of faith, uh, somehow my, my grief began to be transformed into to gratitude. I started thinking about all the, the stories that I wanted to share with the people that would come to his service, and as I thought about those stories, they... They were gifts that were given to me. I was grateful for all those memories that I had. I realized in that moment something that had happened to me. I had become so fixated on, on all the pain and suffering and the loss that we were walking through uh, during those days and weeks and months leading up to his death. I had forgotten to, to fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, the one who was really carrying us through that Valley, the one who would carry us through our grief. And as I began to fix my eyes on Jesus again, I began to see my granddad's life in a whole new light. I started to, to see the light of Christ shining through again, even in the darkness of, of that season. I started to, to see once again the, the beautiful life that he had lived and, and the love that we had shared throughout all those different seasons of life. I started to see again God's gift of grace in all the extra time that we got to spend together in his final days. 
the, the prayers that we got to pray together that we had never prayed before, the people that cared for us while we were caring for him, and the question that, that had been weighing me down for days, why God, began to, it wasn't, it wasn't replaced, it was, it was redeemed with, with this proclamation that was welling up inside of me. We, we talked about it last week, it was this, this phrase, thanks be to God. As I reflected on who he was and, and who he was to me, from, my, from a perspective of my faith, it did. It began to transform my grief in, into gratitude. And, and I just want to talk about that a little bit today uh, because I think that's a significant part of what this day represents for us as, as followers of Jesus Christ and as the church. Ever since the fourth century, the first Sunday of November uh, has been celebrated as All Saints Day. It's the day that, uh, it's, it's been celebrated on some different days, but, but here in the West, the first, the first Sunday in November is known as All Saints Sunday. And it's a day for us to give thanks to God for the saints that have come before us and that have gone on to glory in the Lord. Uh, I read a story this week about a, a grandfather who was a pastor that was taking his grandson around to show him the church that he served. And it was this beautiful old church with the big uh, stained glass windows. You've seen those before. And, and, um, and in the stained glass windows were all the different saints throughout the, the ages of church history. And, and as the grandson was walking around and asking his grandfather about all the different things, he said, Granddad, who, who are the people that the light shines through? And the pastor said in that moment that he knew how to describe the saints in a way that he had never uh, experienced it before. That that's, that's who the saints are. The people that the light shines through. I wonder this morning if, if there are people in your life that you can think of, those, those saints that, that the light shine, has shined through for you. Last week we, we had a, a celebration Sunday, where we got together and we talked about all the things that God was doing and had done and, and we hope will do in the, in the future. And, and we had that phrase that we said over and over again. After each thing that we celebrated, I pointed out to you and, and we said together this phrase. Do you remember? Thanks be to God. And as we did that last week, as we kind of created this chorus of, of praise and thanksgiving, as we celebrated and as you said, thanks be to God, this, this thought occurred to me. That'll preach. And so, so I decided that's what I wanted to preach on today and, and for the next few weeks. This idea of giving thanks to God. Giving thanks to God is, is a powerful thing. It has the power to transform our lives in every season, in every circumstance. It doesn't mean that it necessarily changes our circumstances, but it, it allows us to see our circumstances from a, from a larger perspective. And when we can see our circumstances from, from a perspective of faith, then it has the power to, to transform even grief into gratitude. And so the name of this series that we're starting today is simply called Thanks Be to God. And, and the passage that I want us to look at today to begin this series is, is one that I think speaks powerfully to this idea of, of giving thanks to God for the saints in our life and in our life together. It comes from the book of Hebrews chapter 12, and uh, 
Another thing I wanted to share with you, this is a, another tradition of the church uh, in many settings when, when God's word is read uh, in, in a, in, among the people of God, many times the person who's reading the scripture will say, the word of God for the people of God, and the people will say, thanks be to God. And so I want to invite us to do that today. I'm going to read this scripture for you. And when I'm done reading it, I'm going to say the word of God for the people of God. And I want you to say, thanks be to God. Okay, let's practice. The word of God for the people of God. That's so good. You guys did so much better than the early service with that. I'm just kidding. Don't tell them I said that. So hear this God's word for us today. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of God for the people of God. And so we say, amen. Let's dig into this passage a little bit this morning. It starts with one of my favorite words in, in the whole Bible. This, this word, therefore. You maybe have heard me talk about it before, but I love the word, therefore, and the way that it was taught to me in Bible study was that when you see this word, therefore, what you have to do is you have to go back and look at the words before it to find out what it's there for, right? So, so we gotta go back to Hebrews chapter 11, and if you've ever read Hebrews chapter 11, you know that it's this list, it's this roll call of the saints, the heroes of the faith throughout the generations of, of the people of God, right? God's faithful people like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and, and Joseph and David and Sarah and, and Rahab, all these spiritual all-stars whose stories we probably heard if we grew up going to Sunday school and they fill the pages of scripture uh, their lives are celebrated, and, and it's easy for us to think of them when we think of the saints, right? Um, but the chapter ends with this statement that I think is so powerful and, and, and kind of interesting. After we hear all these stories of faith, Hebrews chapter 11 ends like this. It says, they were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, would they be made perfect? And then that brings us to the therefore, where it talks about our life of faith, our race that we're being called to run, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. What does that mean? I think, I think what's happening there is a, is a powerful connection, a connection between the generations of believers, past, present, and future, those, those heroes of our faith on whose shoulders we stand, the, the communion of saints in our lives and in our, our life together, those people that the light shines through. They're there as reminders of, 
of, of the God who, who was and is and is to come, the Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're connected. Their story is part of our story, and, and, and their story isn't complete without our story because it's all part of this great story that God is telling through God's people. And it's important for us to remember, too, that, that these saints in the Bible, they, they weren't perfect, right? I mean, if you've read some of the stories of the Old Testament, you know that they were far, far from perfect. And yet God used their lives to impact and to influence uh, the people of their time and also our life of faith as well. They were people that, that God's light shined through, but they were broken, imperfect people, just like us, just like the saints in our lives. Folks like our parents and grandparents, our, our aunts and uncles, our brothers and sisters, our, our teachers, mentors, co-workers, neighbors, people that, that light shine through. They set an example for us to follow. They the lessons that we've learned from their lives. There are people who, who pointed us to Jesus, whether they realized it or not. There are people who've lived and died, and because of their faith, they live on in our hearts and minds, and they form this great cloud of witnesses that bear witness to God's faithfulness in our lives and in our life together. They cheer us on as we fix our eyes on Jesus and as we seek to run the race marked out for us in the way that they ran the race marked out for them. And today, on, on this day that they call All Saints Day, we get to celebrate the connection that we have in Christ. This is called the communion of saints. And we get to celebrate it as we come to the table and celebrate Holy Communion. Christ's gift of eternal life to us through his life, death, and resurrection. It, it connects us. It transforms us. It makes us grateful. It makes us want to say thanks be to God for this amazing gift. So as we come to the table this morning, there, there are a couple of questions I just want you to consider as, as we prepare our hearts and minds. The first question that I want you to think about is this question, who are the saints in your life that have impacted and influenced your faith? Who are the saints in our life together that have impacted us? Those people who the light has shined through that we wanna say thanks be to God for. And then secondly, whose, whose faith are you impacting and influencing in your life in big ways and small ways? Who are we impacting here in our life together as a church? How are we letting the light of Christ shine through us, even in our brokenness and our imperfection. In just a minute, we're going to carry on this tradition of All Saints Day where we read the list of names of people who are members of this fellowship family who have gone to be with the Lord this year. And after each name, I want to invite you to respond with me with the phrase, thanks be to God. And then I want to give you an opportunity to call out names of people that are a part of your life, that, that maybe are on your heart and mind today. And after we've lifted up those names, we're going to say again, thanks be to God. And my prayer is that us, 
us participating in this together and in this holy meal as we give thanks to God for the gift of these saints in our lives that God might continue to transform even our grief into gratitude, that we might be able to celebrate with all the saints the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord that connects us with all the believers, past, present, and future. This is what it means when we affirm our faith. We say the Apostles' Creed that includes that phrase, the communion of saints. And so as we we come to the table today, I want to invite you to join me as we lift up our voices together and affirm our faith together and say together this this Apostles' Creed. It's going to be on the screen. Will Will you share it with me? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I want to teach you one more little thing that's, that's part of the liturgy. We don't always do this, but I thought it was appropriate for us to do it today. So we're a little more liturgical than we, we normally are, but I think it's with good purpose. Uh, there's a part of the communion liturgy that's called the Great Thanksgiving. And so I want to invite you to, it's kind of a back and forth uh, between the two of us. I'll read the parts that say leader and you, you say the parts that, that say people, okay? The Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God. You're the God of all that is and was and will be. You are the creator of heaven and earth. You are the God of Abraham and Sarah, Miriam and Moses, Joshua and Deborah, Ruth and David. You're the God of the priests and the prophets, the apostles, the martyrs, You're the God of Mary and Joseph. You're the God of our mothers and fathers. You're the God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and we join in their unending hymn. Will you read this with me? Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, God, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, who by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night that Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to God and He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body that's broken for you. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup 
And he gave thanks to God and he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It's poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, oh God, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And now, oh God, we renew our covenant, our communion with all your saints, especially those that we name before you today. We lift them up to you. Randy Jones, thanks be to God. Steve Phillips, thanks be to God. Jack Shirley, thanks be to God. Sophia Snell, thanks be to God. Mary Lou and Wayne Trick, thanks be to God. Valerie Herman, thanks be to God. Now, there, there are those that haven't been named as members today, but they remain in our hearts and minds. I want to invite you to lift up those names as you feel led, and then at the end of that time, we're going to say that again together. Thanks be to God. Bill Carey. God, for all those that have been named out loud and for those that have been named in our hearts and minds, we say together, thanks be to God. Now, God, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and, and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And so help us to run with perseverance the race marked out for us since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Help us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to invite our communion servers to come forward. You'll now have an opportunity to come and, and, and feast at the table of God's grace. Uh, this is not a Methodist table. It's not a fellowship table. It's, it's the Lord's table. And all who seek to love him and live in peace with one another and who humbly repent of their sins are invited to come and experience this means of grace. Uh, we're going to have two stations here, uh, one on this side and one on this side. And you're invited to come. There's not going to be any uh, directions. You can just come whenever you want, whenever you feel led. I would invite you to come down these center aisles and then leave by the outside aisles. You'll receive a piece of bread. You'll hear the words, the body of Christ broken for you. You'll receive a, a cup of juice and hear the words of the blood of Christ shed for you. Uh, we also have the little communion kits if you would rather receive, the, receive communion that way as well. Those will be up here at the stations as well. There are two baskets on the far sides that have gluten-free if you need gluten-free. And then the baskets that are closer to the center are where you can leave your, your cup when you're done receiving communion today. But the invitation today is for you to come and, and experience this means of God's grace, to be reminded of God's love for you, of Christ's sacrifice for you, of the Holy Spirit moving in and through you so that you might experience life. So would you come and receive that gift? Uh, the altar's open as well if you'd like to come and pray, if you need somebody to pray with you. Uh, let's spend the next few minutes just responding to, to God's love and God's grace in our lives. Would you stand as we, we sing as well how deep the Father's love